0: You're listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, episode 20.
1: Welcome to the Go Adventure Mom podcast, where having kids only adds to the adventure. Get outdoors, see the world, live a full life. Go Adventure Mom, for families who refuse to be indoorsy people. Now, let's go adventure with Kathy Dalton.
0: This episode is brought to you by Blundstone Blennies for Kids. They are these beautiful premium leather boots for kids, and they've got this great PU outsole that's like super durable, but it's still lightweight and non slip, which is great for colder weather or if there's ice on the ground or just an all around really great boot for getting outdoors, letting kids, you know, play and explore nature. And they're just a really wonderful shoe that they can wear. They've got this great removable, washable footbed. It can also be permanently removed to accommodate your child's growing foot. So it really does grow with your child's foot, and it's still really, really comfortable. Check out Blundstone Blennies for kids. Hello, guys. This is Kathy Dalton. Thanks so much for being here. Richard Louv said, We have a brief opportunity to pass on to our children our love for this earth and to tell our stories. These are the moments when the world is made whole. Today, we are talking with Linda Owetson-McGurk. She is a Swedish-American living in Indiana. Linda is an outdoor blogger at Rain or Shine Mama, and she's the author of There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather. She is going to share her secrets as a Scandinavian to raising healthy, resilient, and confident kids. Be sure to listen to the end where we've got A giveaway going on and you can enter to win one of Linda's awesome books. So before we talk about all the awesome things that you are doing right now, will you share with us your favorite place to go and adventure?
1: When I think of adventure, I I really have to think of it as two different, you know, two different types of adventure. I think the adventures that we're all dreaming of, like the big adventures, you know, the vacations to maybe the, you know, the national parks or a big camping trip somewhere or maybe even abroad. Um, Those are great, I think for families to have and and plan and look forward to together. And there are many adventures like that, that, you know, I have uh, in Sweden, for example, Northern Sweden, which is so stunningly beautiful. And um, also a lot of places in Montana where I lived for a while, but I think it's also important to think of the adventures sort of that you can do in your everyday life. I think um, maybe even more so because I don't think it's enough to just do that one one trip, you know, once a year to really get kids into nature and and getting excited about it. So I love to just go outside. Uh, We're fortunate that we have some woods in our backyard and i always feel at home in the woods i i grew up around woods and i grew up playing in the woods and i i feel like um, the forest is always going to be special to me so just being able to go outside just basically anytime time and take my daughters into the woods um that is just an awesome everyday adventure for us that's so great
0: i i definitely think there's something special to just those everyday moments together when we're, we're in nature and, and we're together and creating those memories. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. You were born in Sweden and being outdoors was just kind of a natural thing. And that's
1: kind of what they do. <laughs> yep. That's what we're known for over there. It's a very uh, ingrained part of our fabric all the adults, both parents and, and early childhood educators and teachers are all pretty much on board for kids getting outside every day, regardless of the weather. So, for example, at preschool, you know, all kids are, you know, they're expected to come with full gear for enduring any type of weather, you know, rain or sleet or snow and ice. So that's just how we grow up. It's just a habit that you grow up with going outside every day to get fresh air. Most of my childhood memories are of playing outside. And, and I know a lot of Americans can relate to that too, especially those who are my age or older at least. But I think what makes it maybe a little different in Sweden is that all of society is kind of on board for it. And it's not just something that you do when you're a kid. It's like that love for nature really stays. And um, even like the government, is very supportive of outdoor recreations since they see it as actually really important for public health. So wow. there's a lot of resources being directed toward outdoor recreation or uh, friluftsliv as we call it in, in Scandinavia. And in uh, Danish, we call it friluftsliv. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Just a little different uh, pronunciation on the R's there. But
0: it translates basically to... V- Fresh, right? Fresh air
1: life? (laughs) Fresh air life or uh, open air life. I've seen it translated both ways, but basically... um, you know, it's just this attitude towards the outdoors that you enjoy it kind of in your everyday life. And in Sweden, it's defined as, and I'm quoting, physical activity outdoors to get a change of scenery and experience nature with no pressure to achieve or compete. And I think that last part is important because it is, you know, you go out into nature to experience nature. That's the whole point of it you know that 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 has a value in itself and I think that's really contributed to to us feeling so close to nature I'm thinking back to my own childhood where um,
0: I was I was born in Denmark and we moved when I was three but we would still spend our summers with my grandparents and we got to experience I mean a childhood without you know electronics and we'd play in the woods and we'd build forts and it'd be raining and we'd still be out because we had our galoshes on and and we'd play and we'd go for walks and i i like what you're saying about the actual swedish definition of uh friluftslio is that there's no pressure to achieve anything and and it's really just Being out there, and I think it's very kind of an American mindset that it's a competition and we have to be achieving, and instead of just really like disconnecting and just being present and enjoying it for what it is,
1: yes. And I think especially important for children, and uh, that's another, I think, big difference uh, between. Swedish or Scandinavian parenting culture and the prevailing culture here, which I think puts young kids under a lot of pressure early on and they have very little time and opportunity for that sort of unstructured free play in nature, which previous generations had more of that. But today, unfortunately, it's gone in the direction of more you know more academics and more organized activities, so that kids today, or a lot of kids today, don't don't necessarily get that experience. And that was part of the reason why I wanted to write this book. And
0: even even a little, take us back just a little bit before you wrote the book, because you started blogging and created the blog Rain or Shine Mama. Uh, with your two girls and started kind of documenting your experiences. Tell us a little bit about the blog and, and that journey.
1: Yeah. So I had my first daughter here in Indiana about nine years ago. And it was just, you know, the whole parenting experience just ended up being a lot different from what I had expected. We had lived a couple of years in Montana before we had kids, and um, when I moved to Indiana, I found that the culture was different. Uh, it was almost a, like a bigger transition for me to move from Montana to Indiana than it had been to move from Sweden to Montana. I mean, as strange as that may sound, but Montana is very outdoorsy, as a lot of the Western states are. But in Indiana, I was—I quickly sort of became a curiosity in my hometown because I was the only one that was out there in the winter with my kids. And I just felt pretty lonely in my whole parenting experience. And it just led to me creating this blog four years ago. And actually, you know, a lot of years had just already gone by by then where I just didn't really know what to do. But then I started this blog, rainorshinemama.com. And, uh, it just became a way, I guess the purpose was twofold. Like for one, I wanted to share all the wonderful things that come out of, you know, having kids that enjoy nature and, and playing outdoors and just share my best tips and tricks just from what I knew growing up in, in Sweden. And then it was also a way for me to sort of reach out to other like-minded uh, parents across uh, not just across America but actually all over the world. I have readers everywhere, and you know it, it really became it became a very positive thing uh, for me. You know I, my kids are really involved with the blog too. I mean when they were younger they didn't really know what, what I was doing with with the blog and that, but now they're excited about doing little nature crafts and participating and coming up with different games and things that I write about on the blog. So it kind of took on a life of its own. And, you know, I'm just really pleased about all the connections that I've been able to make with other bloggers and, and other parents um, all over the place. And I've, I've
0: read your blog, I feel like, from the very beginning and uh, subscribed to your newsletter. And I love seeing when I get an email from Linda because it's always just... Really, like valuable, good content that um, is is inspiring and and is helping us, you know, to to get outside and to do those things that we want to do more of. And I love, you know, just really from the beginning, you you always talked about how you know there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad. Gear, <laughs> right, right, and, and, yes. I, and I don't know if I'm, I'm quoting that correctly, but um, I mean that's the name of your book, is that there's no such thing as bad weather. And yes, I'm guessing kind of from from the blog and from that experience. Tell us about that path that you took with writing a book?
1: Yeah, so I guess the book kind of became a natural extension of my blog, a way of taking it one step further. I was immensely inspired by Richard Lube's book, uh, Last Child in the Woods, as I know many other parents uh, before me have been. And, uh, you know, it had been 10 years since, well, it's 12 now, but when I started working on my book, it had been 10 years since, Since Louvre's book came out, and I and there had been several uh, other sort of nature uh, books that focused on you know getting kids outside, like published since then. Um, But I felt like what was missing was a book that came at it more from a parent angle, like a parent who could tell like a personal story. And I knew that with my unique background coming from Sweden, I I really felt like I had a unique story to tell. And um, and I guess the publisher did too because they they were excited about the my book proposal. And so it's been a a, a two year long process. It's uh, writing a book is kind of like giving birth to a child. <laughs> it's long and long and painful. <laughs> but now we're um, I'm finally finally there. So that's that's exciting. And it's been very well received so far. Well, and I love that
0: it's it's about connecting kids with nature, and it's it's giving, you know, very practical advice, and that it's not always perfect, and that's okay. It
1: doesn't have to be perfect, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. So, yeah, I did, and I, I should mention, I did go back to Sweden for almost six months to write the book. Uh, most of it is written over there. And, yeah, I mean, like you said, is, there's plenty of imperfect <laughs> moments in the book as well, I mean, especially... I share this one story when I take my kids cross country skiing for the first time and it just like it was ninety percent of it was a complete disaster. But then when we got into the car and headed home, they were still they were, you know, really excited and pleased about the whole experience. So you just never know how it's gonna turn out and that's what's so fun about it. It it is it can be a struggle sometimes. And when it's raining hard or it's cold and and you just I mean I have many days when I don't really feel like going outside but you fake it till you make it right so you just got to get that attitude you know hey let's go outside see if we can find some puddles or you know if, if there are any earthworms in the you know, and the water out there. And and then once we are outside, almost every time it just, we end up feeling so much better afterwards. So that's my motivation. That's what keeps me going. You know, not every moment is going to be perfect just because you're outside, but it's most definitely going to be better than not going outside at all. And it doesn't even have to be for very long. If one of the weather's really rough, you know, there's, like, I don't force my kids to be outside, like, for three hours, you know. We go outside, we have some fun, and then we will go inside and, and have hygge. Hygge, <laughs> and, and talk Hüge, to us Hüge. about hygge. Yeah, I think hygge is, a, is the, uh, it's a nice compliment to uh, sleeve. Hygge, I think, can be indoors or outdoors. Um, it's a feeling of togetherness, and it's uh, gotten a lot of traction here in the U.S. the past couple of years. It's become kind of trendy. It could be, you know, just like lighting a fire or drinking hot chocolate together in the woods. It's, uh, you know, playing a board game together by just doing things as a family and focus on the family and not having all these distractions. And um, it's, it's just a nice way to be together.
0: And to enjoy each other's company and, I don't know, I always think it's kind of like snuggling yeah. and kind of just being yeah. cozy
1: together. And yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. So talk to us a little bit about the gear because I think we all struggle with, you know, it, it's raining outside or it's snowing. Like, what? why is choosing the right gear such an important part to getting outside when the weather is bad?
1: Right. So yeah, I mean, the gear is what makes it possible to get out there in all weather. A child that is not comfortable outside is not going to want to stay out there very long. And frankly, the same goes for adults. I get extremely cold. See, Because people see me outside playing with my kids all the time, they immediately jump to the conclusion that I love the cold. But in fact, I I hate the cold. Like I wear lambswool slippers inside. That's how cold how easily I get cold. So I just I gear up as much as the kids do. In the winter, when I'm outside, you'll likely see me in snow pants even if we're not even near a ski hill because I want to be comfortable. So I find that I've, and that was one of the things that was a little different here. It was hard for me to find good outdoor gear for kids in the regular stores here. I've been relying on mostly either hand-me-downs from my sister in Sweden, or I've bought things when I've been over there visiting. Um, Now you can find, uh, now I know more about the brands here where you can order online. um, And so that's great. And you know, I, I think for any family that wants to try and get into this rhythm of, of, of playing outdoors, at least if you live in a in an area that gets a lot of rain, investing in a good set of rain gear, rain boots, it's absolutely essential. And I'm talking about the sort of PVC, 100% rainproof coveralls that. I think originated in Europe and they're becoming more common over here now as well, especially for younger kids. They are fantastic. I don't know what I would have done without them. And in Sweden, we are like the kids often wear them in, during the summer too, because they protect their clothes from getting muddy and, and dirty too. And then in the winter, it's good to learn a little bit about, about layering. If it gets very cold, getting, uh, investing in a, in a nice, um, uh, some nice wool underwear which is expensive but frankly my kids they have worn theirs for years I buy large sizes I was just and gonna say they- we always buy our, <laughs>
0: buy ours like a, yeah. a size or two too big so that they can wear it for uh-huh. a couple of years and then make sure we get yes.
1: really good good socks and these cotton socks that we wear like to school yeah right right so, yeah, so that's really, you know, gear is, is key. And then if it's really cold, you know, I'll, I'll bring a hot a hot drink outside to make it more fun and, and for the kids to uh, to help the kids stay warm as well.
0: Linda is going to share her number one tip to get outdoors when we return. At the intro of the podcast today. I shared a quote by Richard Luke. Richard is the author of a book called Last Child in the Woods, and it's about saving our children from nature deficit disorder. And this book, I kid you not, has changed my life. This is the book that I read and changed my blog to Go Adventure Mom with a mission to help families get outdoors and to refuse to be indoorsy. I highly recommend that you check out this book for yourself and you can try it for free on audibletrial.com forward slash goadventuremom and would love to hear if you have read this book and what your experience with it is. Hop on over on Instagram or on Facebook and you can leave us a message or you can shoot me an email, kathy at goadventuremom.com and let me know what you think. We are back on the Go Adventure Mom podcast. Our guest today is Linda Owickson-McGurk. She is a blogger and an author of There's No Such Thing as Bad Weather. And she is going to share her number one tip to get outdoors.
1: I think the most important thing, at least, you know, to start with, is to make that commitment to get outside every day, to make it part of your daily rhythm Like I said earlier, it doesn't have to mean that you're going to go on a three-hour hike. You know, most people don't have time for that during the work week. You know, we people, everybody's busy. But I think the the important thing is to, first of all, just like realize how important it is to get outside and make time for that. Even, you know, if you have to schedule it or figure out what the best time of the day is to get out for your family, because it's going to be... Different for, for every family, depending on, your, you know, where your kids ages and, you know, whether you're they go to public school or if you homeschool or, um, you know, what, what other activities they have. But and also to dare kind of resist the pressure uh, from society to be so busy. I feel like we're so busy in this country. It's okay for kids not to be enrolled in every activity, every after-school activity. Just instead, remember that it's okay for them to just play outside because that really fulfills so many of their needs. That uh, especially in the early years, they really don't need a whole lot else. So, you know, I think a lot of it is attitudes.
0: And and I I think that's why your your book really is such a gift because it really does. Show and teach that there is this other way of life, and that we can create this environment for our children and support them in that, and create memories, have a lifestyle that is maybe just a little bit different than what you know is is the day to day, but but really adding you know to the value and to the to the layers of life that or what they're going to remember, right? I mean, this is what childhood yeah. is all about. It's about jumping in puddles yes. and rolling on the grass and, and
1: playing. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a short window of opportunity for kids to just be, you know. There's enough pressure later on that, you know, I really feel like um, childhood should be sacred and and they, they'll figure it out. They'll get there, you know, just just relax <laughs> and trust in their in their own ability to learn through
0: outdoor play. I love it. Thank you so much, Linda, for joining us today and for, for sharing your experience with, with us. And uh, we just wish you the best of luck with your book and all of your great adventures.
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk to you. If you would like to win a copy of Linda's
0: book, Go to GoAdventureMom.com and enter to win the giveaway. Thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope that you enjoyed this podcast and that you will be inspired to get outdoors no matter if the weather is bad or it's cold. Just remember, layer those clothes and get outside, breathe that fresh air, and try to go out without an agenda, trying to accomplish anything. Thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate it our tribe and our community. You guys are, are the best out there and hope that you will have a fantastic week and we'll talk to you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to the Go Adventure Mom podcast. For more family adventure, visit GoAdventureMom.com. Plus, be sure to subscribe and share with your friends.